I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Let's hang out. Let's hang out. And let's talk about what lessons have found. Let's hang out. And let's listen to two lesbians shout. Let's hang out. Let's hang out. Hey everyone, welcome back to Les Hangout. I'm Ellie Brigida. And I'm Lee Holmes Foster, and here's what's happening this week. This week in the Lesdom. This week in the Lesdom is a place for us to touch base every episode about things going on with the podcast and our lives or just in the greater Les universe. And we've got a bunch of trivia nights for you still. We have our LGBTQ pop culture trivia night in Boston at Turtle Swamp, October 17th. We also have an L Word trivia coming up in New York at Caveat on Sunday, October 27th. We're also going to be doing a Halloween-themed trivia for that event, so make sure you come dressed up like your favorite L Word character. Super excited. (laughs) We're also doing a trivia event in Arlington, Virginia at the boardroom Wednesday, November 6th. I am super excited. We are finally going to be having some West Coast trivia nights oh yeah we have two of them coming up so we have one in berkeley at spats on friday november 8th and we also have one coming up just shortly thereafter at el rio in the mission in san francisco that one's going to be on monday november 18th uh i'll be hosting both of those i cannot wait to do that and see all of you there so don't miss out it's gonna be awesome we've also locked down a generation q premiere party at bella luna in jamaica plain in boston on december 8th we're gonna be watching the show the first episode premiere all together i'm so excited so stay tuned for more details on that lee's gonna try to put one together on the west coast we will pray 
to the lesbian gods we can find fingers a, crossed we can find a spot but if you're in boston please come hang out and watch the premiere i'm so excited and as a reminder we are trying to do more events and more trivia nights so if you want to have a trivia night in your city or you have a venue in mind or other places that we should look into please reach out to us or if you want to help put an event together near you get in touch send us an email at leshangoutpod at gmail.com and the weekend soiree october 31st in new orleans is coming up so quickly i'm so excited hope to see a lot of you there we will make sure to debrief and let you all know we'll be all over our social media so make sure you stay tuned to hear how amazing our weekend soiree is also in terms of greater les universe happenings i think we have to talk real quick about batwoman which premiered last week as much as i know people have a lot of feelings and a lot of thoughts about it it is still the first time that we have the titular lead character of a show as a lesbian played by an out queer woman and regardless of anything else that's huge let's just take a moment to appreciate that that's a thing that is a reality in our lives now and i am totally down for it i'm so down for it i do have to say i don't want to be a damper on everything but i think this is really important there are a significant amount of men who have been completely trashing the show um, online in their reviews so if you have seen the show and you liked it it is so important to go and actually review it give it a positive review and really push the numbers up right now it's an eight percent on rotten tomatoes and i have not seen it yet but i highly doubt it warrants an eight percent let me read one of the reviews just so you can see the types of people who are making these negative reviews the quote-unquote hero with whom the viewer is supposed to identify, is a short-haired, angry, and overbearing biker lesbian. In short, the writer wrote her to be one of the most unlikable stereotypes they could think of. I like how you're trying to do the douchey bro voice that whole time. Yeah. yeah. So, oh, here's another good one. Don't get me wrong. I love strong and empowered women characters, but not when they stop every 10 seconds to remind me how strong and empowered they are. And oh, that they're also a woman. We don't need politics and TV. We need good stories and good writing. Ugh. So please yeah. help Ruby Rose out. No matter how you feel about this, like Lee said, it is very, it's not, it's iconic. She's, she's the first lesbian superhero in a title role. So I just think we should all at least tune in, give it a shot. If you like it, give it a positive review. And yeah. that's all we can do. And that's what's been happening this week. Back to you, Ellie and Lee. Thanks, Ellie and Lee, and welcome to our 33rd installment of Shoulda Been Gay. Oh, it was fun, it was great, but it should have been a little more gay. And in this week's episode, oh, Matt Mosta, we have an intergalactic treat for you. Because, that's right, we are diving in to the 1968 hit classic cinema of of barbarella did you just use the word of <laughs> i did i think it's an apt term and i think barbarella has earned it right. at this point i'll give it to you <laughs> so that's what we're gonna be talking about and we have brought in a very special guest for tonight 
We have Drew Gregory here with us, a trans lesbian filmmaker and staff writer at Autostraddle, who we had on because she was talking about this on Twitter, correct? Yes. I am so very excited about Barbarella. Before we get started, I want to read for us the IMDb synopsis of Barbarella. Because we do this all the time where we read our synopsis and we give our gay synopsis, which we're going to do this time as well. But I feel like never has a synopsis captured less of a movie to me (laughs) than this synopsis for Barbarella. We're going to we're going to talk about Barbarella for anyone who hasn't seen it yet. But I would just like to start with the IMDb recap is as follows. Barbarella, an astronaut from the 41st century, sets out to find and stop the evil scientist Duran Duran whose positronic ray threatens to bring evil back into the galaxy. I'm not sure the person who's who wrote that synopsis has seen the movie Barbarella. Well, Drew, first, what's the actual synopsis? Like, what happens in this film? And then, two, we'll talk about our gay synopsis. No, no, wait, can we, can we explain why we have to do this? I want to set the scene, which is, Ellie hasn't watched Barbarella. Yes. <laughs> so, what I would like to do is, I would like to have Drew explain Barbarella in her own words, and yeah. then I would like to explain Barbarella in my own words. Please do. And then we can give our gay synopsis Please. of Barbarella. Does that sound right? Yes. Sure. So... I guess I would say that, like, Barbarella is about a pacifist space crime fighter who travels to multiple, like, planets and Mm. has sex with a lot of people. I would say that, like, pretty much sums it up. And, like, yeah, there's, like, a a plot, I guess. But, like, that's what I would say. Yeah. (laughs) There's a plot. Um, If I had to explain Barbarella to someone (laughs) like Ellie who's never seen Barbarella, here's how I think I would explain it. It's like if during a secret 1960s writer's strike that we didn't know about, someone just (laughs) took all of the porn writers in the world and was like, make a movie, but that's not porn. And then all of the porn writers were like, so porn, but we just won't show all of the sex? (laughs) And then they filmed that movie and put it in space, and that's Barbarella. It sounds like a great film. Yeah, I don't... And it's fantastic. I'm going to have to watch it immediately after this episode. (laughs) Uh, Okay, with that introduction for Ellie and or anyone else who has been deprived of this classic, classic movie, you still did write a gay synopsis, I hear. I did, yes. So when I say I didn't watch it, I watched the trailer And I basically started watching and like sort of was using the slider like an Amazon. Like I was like, oh, I was like (laughs) doing like a few scenes, which also was probably not a good idea. Um, And only got to like the point where there's that really hot woman who's trying to get with Jane Fonda. And she's like, pretty, pretty. So that's like what I saw. Um, (laughs) Which I feel like is probably a good synopsis of the film as well. (laughs) Um, But my gay synopsis is holy shit, Jane Fonda is hot. So yes, please, can she be gay in this movie? I like it. I like it. That's it. Okay, Drew, did you bring a gay synopsis for us? Yes, I did. Um, Which is simply, Barbarella is about a pansexual space traveler who discovers all of the sexuality of the universe. I like it. Love it. it. Love it. Okay, my gay synopsis... (laughs) 
has nothing to do with the plot of the movie. <laughs> My gay synopsis is uh, gay allegory film Barbarella presents us a myriad of topics to dive into about sexuality and love and the world and our place in it. Wow. I mean, if I'm able to be like a little bit more experimental, I would say that my gay synopsis of Barbarella is just like Barbarella made me gay. <laughs> so. Yes. Which is which is always our favorite gay synopsis of a movie. Yeah. Uh so is that why you wanted to talk about Barbarella on our should have been gay series? Yeah, because it's it both made me gay in a lot of ways, among other things. Greece, you know. When was things, the first but... time you saw Barbarella? <laughs> Greece two specifically. Um, <laughs> um, when was the first time I saw Barbarella? Like I was pretty young, but not like a child. I think I was like eleven. Okay, so it's I not was really like... like a kids movie. No, I it's will, PG I will though. Put that out there is it really? It's PG, but um, if you pause your iPod video at just the right moment, you can see like three nipples throughout the entire movie. Yeah, and there's a lot them. of boobs. Uh, yeah, I mean, I just, you know, from <laughs> my history, I just know this. Yes. Three, three nipples in Barbarella. It's like a mm -hmm. Bechdel cast rating without even trying. Like, <laughs> I love it. Yeah, there's a lot of boobs for it to be rated PG. That's surprising to me. Yeah, I mean, but if, there's actually not a lot of naked boobs if you, if like, it's just, it has the feeling, again, as you described, like, you think that it's more graphic than it actually is because the whole movie is about sex, but you don't actually see much. That's true, although I will say that, okay, so we're, I, I'm going to take us on a quick side tangent because I can talk about the first time I watched Barbarella when we get to my experience with Barbarella, but I uh -huh. did just rewatch it this week. Um, and my best time these days to like catch up on stuff or watch stuff that I have to watch for the podcast is uh, on my commute. So I will say that I started Barbarella standing on a train with many, many people and then immediately forgot that I was like, oh, it starts with a literal four minute long strip tease that ends with her completely naked, like boobs a flying in no gravity space, um, which I had forgotten sort of that, like, that was the intro to the movie. And I was like, mm -hmm. uh... <laughs> Yeah. I feel like people think I'm watching porn. And I felt that way through a lot of watching this on my commute this week. I started trying to watch it in a Panera. And that's why I didn't get through it. Because I was sitting in Panera. <laughs> like, oh shit. Like, I can't be watching this right now. But you're right. Other other than that, it doesn't get super graphic. But there's there are... There's some boobs. There's like a lot of like well placed. It's like it's like a, you know like an Adam and Eve like thing in like Hebrew school oh. or whatever where you have like it's yes. whatever. So like it's like covering genitalia, covering nipples, but like it's very sexual. It's a lot of cutscenes. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of uh, of he descends upon her and then look their little wind ship goes around in circles for like twenty minutes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, that is a real moment. Exactly. Okay, so you were 11, and you yeah. saw Barbarella. You saw it at home, or you, like, um, with your parents? I, I saw it at home. I had a friend whose dad would, like, download, was, like, illegally downloading, like, like movies that, and then would give them to me, and I'd, like, put them, or, like, my friend would give them to me, and I'd put them on my, like, iPod video. And so they weren't, I knew, like, I was a pretty, like, good kid or whatever, so, like, if I, like, really thought I wasn't allowed to watch something, I probably wouldn't watch it, but... Um, there was like this in between where I was like, "Oh, it's PG. I can totally watch this," but I still like wasn't gonna like put it on the main TV. 
Um, and so I just like had it, I think the, like the first like 20 times I saw it, it was like on an iPod video. Oh nice. my God. Which like, yeah. how small is the screen? Like I'm trying to think about back to it's having... like an inch and a half by yeah. two inches. Yeah. yeah. It's very small. You do not get the epic space adventure that you get now. <laughs> Does it make the effects seem better though when they're at that tiny resolution? You know, I actually don't think I really appreciated the movie until I like rewatched it as an adult as like, oh, I was obsessed with this. Like, I'm going to watch this like with friends and be stoned. And like, then I was like, wait, this is great. Whereas like, I think when I was a kid, I just was so like, Jane Fonda is so hot. And there's this like (laughs) sort of gay moment. And it's just a lot. And uh, like, yeah. So I don't think I was like paying attention to the art of the film, um, shamefully, but it was really about Jane Fonda. Yeah, nice. I feel like this movie is definitely one to be enjoyed while stoned. Yes. Oh my god, I think that would make it a lot better. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny to me to go to look at it now and say like it was 1968. I mean, besides the fact that I, I don't think it was trying to take itself seriously mm-hmm. at all, what was available at the time, effects wise, you know, it's just it's a whole different era. I think you have to watch it with the tinge of nostalgia on it. Um, And if that tinge is also, uh, you know, tinted with a healthy appreciation for Jane Fonda, I mean, all the better. It's fine. (laughs) It's fine. It's great. That's good. And (laughs) and she's, like, she's very aware. I don't know. I think, like, one of the best things about it is that even though it's this, like, campy, like, hypersexualized movie, like, Jane Fonda seems in on the joke, as opposed to, I think, a lot of movies like this, where it feels like, because, okay, like, spoiler the movie's directed by a man. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> and like, I think a lot of times, though, when you have these, like, male-directed, like, I don't know if you can call it sexploitation because it doesn't have enough, like, graphic sex, but, like, softcore sexploitation, it, it, like, feels very much at the expense of the actresses, whereas here right. it's, like, she's just, like, owning her sexuality as actress, as character, and so, like, that's, I think, part of what was so attractive to me is that, like, yeah, you can see her nipples for, like, a few frames, which is great and so important. But like also <laughs> like also it's like she's she's the one who's very much like in control of a lot of the situations and I don't know, like it the and it feels yeah. like Jane Fonda, the actress, like is like, this is silly, but this is really fun. You'd have to hope she was in on the joke because the director was her husband at the time. Uh-huh, that's true. So you'd kind of have to hope he wasn't just, like, blatantly abusing, like, <laughs> he, let's take my wife's sexuality and, like, put it on the screen, you know? like It wouldn't be the first time that happened. Yeah. <laughs> it certainly would not be. But I agree. I don't get the impression when you watch it that she was clueless as to the utter campy silliness of the movie itself. Ridiculous. Wait, so Lee, what was your first experience with Barbarella? Okay, so my first experience with Barbarella is going to be also my lesbian rabbit hole. It's not really a rabbit hole, but it's it's my only real lesbian rabbit hole in the movie, which is that I watched Barbarella because Shay Mitchell, who plays Emily in Pretty Little Liars, dressed as Barbarella in one of their Halloween episodes. Okay. And... Right, Emily, who is the lesbian of the group, so there's our gay rabbit hole, is gay Barbarella, and I was like, you know, I haven't actually ever seen Barbarella. Uh, And so we watched Barbarella one evening, and I think Kelsey will probably never forgive me. (laughs) 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 Because it's just, I don't think it's her type of thing, but it it was campy and it was delightful in a very Rocky Horror kind of way. 
but it was also a little ridiculous. It's it's a very ridiculous movie. Uh, and so I haven't watched it in a couple of years. I don't remember when what season it was that she dressed as Barbarella, but it had to have been, you know, I don't know, five years ago, six years ago. Uh, I don't remember. Mm. But you, it was a while but ago. But you loved it. I uh, I didn't hate it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> let's let's put it that way. You loved it um, in the way that you could love a cult classic. Yes, yeah. I loved it in the way that I could love a cult classic. It does still crack me up having watched it again and like and kind of trying to make sure that I did get a, a rewatch in this week. Is that I just kept getting to scenes where I'm like, okay, now we're just gonna get to like this montage. Um, and so when you watch on Amazon, there's like the ten second skip thing right yes and i i hadn't quite realized i think the first time around like just how much of the movie is like weird extended shots or montages that i'm like this could be easily five maybe six minutes shorter than it is (laughs) like there's just a lot of much that happens in some of these things and i think maybe it's just because a lot of them are the scenes where she's like in her spaceship and they have the big screen up in front of her and i think it's literally someone just took like a human size lava lamp it's like someone just projected a lava lamp onto a screen and then they're like oh no the stabilizers quick get the magnetic force waves up and running and you're like what's happening you're like science (laughs) Science. well also like it's it's paced like a movie from 1968 right and so it's like if there's a genre that has changed a lot in the last whatever years it's like space action movie like the pacing of a space action movie today is like very different from 1968 in a way that maybe if we're watching a drama we'd be a little bit more patient with it so you're right like there are scenes that go on forever they last a long time yeah i would i would actually like if we're talking about like the ideal like state of mind to watch barbarella if you're somebody who gets high i would say to get high but i wouldn't get high until halfway through the movie like, maybe, like, take an edible at the beginning. Because I think the first half of the movie, like, a lot happens. And even if it's slow in moments, the, the like, slowness is hilarious because it's it feels fresh and new. And you're like, why is she on a sled pulled by a stingray for, like, 15 seconds when this... It's probably longer. Like, like why is this going on for so the long when it could be, like, three seconds? But then, like, by the time you get to the second half of the movie, it, like, it can really drag. And so then you should be in some way I'm yeah you gotta make sure your metabolism <laughs> kicks in at the right time mm-hmm. but also the second half is when the gay stuff comes so you know it's really yeah. it's a complicated movie yes let's talk about mm-hmm. the like gay subtext or like ish scene that happens right so what is actually yeah. gay in Barbarella um okay so there is there are two villains there's Duran Duran as said in the synopsis which is the origin of like Duran Duran the band they yeah. took it from Barbarella also sorry can we take another like <laughs> just hot sidebar to say how funny it is because i remember i didn't remember until i i hit it again that when they said duran duran and i was like duran duran (laughs) and then i and then i remembered that i was like right the first time i watched this i had that exact same reaction and went and looked it up and found out that that's where the group got their name from um which i just think is like for people who don't know that the the second that you start watching that movie it's just such a weird like time warpy moment where you're like what is happening where the chicken or the egg the duran duran yeah. or the duran duran which came first <laughs> oh okay so but the other the other villain is has two names is the great tyrant or like the black queen mm. and how do i describe her she has many looks but the 
when we first see her, she has an eye patch that turns out to be decorative. And then later she has a horn that I guess also turns out to be decorative. So like neither of these things are like, um, that like, sentence is yeah. just so gay. Like, yeah. how, like if you just saw like a gay person in a bar with an eye patch and it's like, it's just for aesthetics. Like, <laughs> it's it's super annoying. And it is kind of glittery too. So like that, that actually tracks perfectly. I think. Yeah. It's like more of a, I don't even know what you would call it, but <laughs> Ellie's already crying. We, we're good. <laughs> Um, but she basically, like, when... So, uh, there's so much plot. It's like, there's no plot, but there's so much plot. So, like, when Barbarella and Pygar, the angel who she has had sex with, and given the angel his flight back, because it's it's a whole thing. But, um, they get to the, like, planet where Duran Duran is, and then are like, oh, this planet is, like, ruled by the Great Tyrant. And then we meet the Great Tyrant, and she's, like... She's, like, the, like, classic female villain type right that's just like really flirty has like a vague accent and is like is just like really like is just like oozing sexuality in this way that like our our heroine is like a little it's like oh like i don't know what to do with this and like it, it's just like gets flustered what do we think is the deal with that accent uh, okay so this is something that i actually learned today when i was refreshing my Barbarella knowledge. It's yes. a really interesting, weird piece of trivia. So the actress who plays the character is Anita Pallenberg, but her voice is Joan Greenwood. Yeah. So they had two different, I don't know. I mean, my assumption is that they cast someone who's hot, who wasn't, I think Anita Pallenberg <laughs> was like more of a model. I think that's right. Um, and Well, and she was, she probably has an accent in real life. She's not a native, you know, English speaker. Yeah, but then what's so interesting is that the voice is English. Right. So I think they were like, oh, this accent was too real. We want an accent that sounds like someone's trying to play a villain. And so it's not anything. It's not, it's like someone doing, it's a, it's an English person doing like, I guess like an Italian accent, but like it goes in and out. It's all over the place, but it is hot because I am human. <laughs> Like it's it's like it's just something about it like it all it just like the pretty pretty does it for you is that what yeah, you're saying? Yeah, it sort of does, and like <laughs> it's just it's just that it's all so ridiculous, and yeah. then and and it's also sexual, and Jane Fonda's so sexual, and so then you introduce this this like other character, and they like like she grabs her arm and like pulls her in close and is like you're really pretty, and then and then starts like calling her pretty pretty all the time, and there's just it's just a beautiful moment. Also, while we're talking about the, you know, what was kind of gay part of Barbarella, I mean, A, yes, she calls her pretty, pretty. She, she, that's her, <laughs> that's really that's her good pet impression. name yeah. for Barbarella <laughs> is pretty, pretty. And then the first, literally the first sentence we ever hear her say is, I, I wrote it down, first of all, in all caps, I just go, hello, pretty, pretty. <laughs> um... But the next thing she says is, do you want to come and play with me? For someone like you, I charge nothing. Which does not leave a lot to the imagination about what what exactly the Black Queen has in mind for what she'd like to do with Barbarella. To Barbarella? <laughs> with Barbarella. <laughs> Hopefully both. Well, yeah. it's all, it's all, the night is young, you know? I is that there was a sex scene between them. Like, not in the, like, in the same way that there is other sex scene, like, that, you know, we weren't, we're gonna see it, but then it was cut. All I know is there are stills on Google Images of the two of them together that... Oh, I did not find that in my yes. research. 
that are that are like Hold, not please. yes please google <laughs> like that aren't that aren't like in the actual movie and i don't know what the like actual production i don't know if they like cut it that's that's what i think happened though is that which happens i think a lot unfortunately is like either in the script stage or in the editing stage they're like uh, it's too gay. Yeah. We can have characters have sex by putting their hands next to each other and taking a pill, but we can't have lesbians. So, like, it could have it could have been literally gay, but instead it is just really gay. You know what I mean? Yes. Wow, are you Googling these photos, Ellie? <laughs> are you? Why, you think that, yes. that my face looks like I am? <laughs> well, my face looked like I was because, holy shit, that's yeah. hot. That's hot. Oh, my God. We'll post some. I mean, I mean I'm we not can surprised. post these. Will Instagram tag these? <laughs> yeah, right. No. Will our account get deleted? No. I don't think <laughs> no. so. Important question, though. Yes. Re a sex scene between Barbarella and the Black Queen, because mm-hmm. we just we got to start diving in. So sure. uh, this decorative horn. Uh-huh. <laughs> I like where I this don't, is going. Yeah, I don't know if I like where this is going. What role do we think this has in the Black Queen's life is what I'm getting at. Anyways. <laughs> I definitely think it could double as a sex toy. <laughs> Maybe not, like, the first time they have sex, but, like, okay. if it became, like, a longer-term thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it just, like, it maybe is not, like, a first hookup, you're my prisoner situation, but maybe it's, like, a, oh, we've, like, established a trust. I we mean, can bring do the we think out. Barbarella has too many hesitations about sex left right now? Because I don't know that she does. I will yeah. say that something that I don't, love is that like she's she does seem a little bit like off put by like she's not as open as Mm. she is with some of the other characters yeah like the every random man that she meets Mm -hmm. like five seconds after meeting them yeah and she's just like sex yes please yes yes that is actually one of the one of the only scenes that i've seen so (laughs) i agree i was like oh they're talking to each other like it's hot and then she was like you're pretty and she's like bye (laughs) yeah what i mean look it's like a classic like still coming out moment though like just getting a little intimidated but like by the like power femme yes valid (laughs) but still she's just like all right gotta go yeah i'm just making excuses which is what one has to do when looking at old queer Mm -hmm. movies and then also doesn't the great tyrant basically then after this is like bring barbarella to me like i feel like it's also classic like yeah. that predatory kind of vibe which we mm-hmm. tend to be like eh, maybe maybe not, not but i'm also like mm. <laughs> the real the, life and fiction yeah, are the very, very yes. problematic yes. predatory vibe that we're like kind of into but we know we shouldn't be yes yes um Classic. just our ever-present foil um <laughs> <laughs> what i do want to say is not only does she like immediately have her like captured and brought to her but also then when she captures pygar later and is like straddling him and like pulling his feathers out and like brushing him seductively with them mm-hmm. and she's like what do you think about when you make love to barbarella um she's like a little obsessed yeah with barbarella so i mean same <laughs> valid i'm just i'm just throwing that out there it's the you know unrequited love story of barbarella is yeah. the black queen and her deep intense feelings for barbarella and they do end up in like a bed thing together like a bed spaceship thing that and then she's like it's like the whole world's exploding sorry once again so many spoilers but it's not it's really fun. important this is, yeah. this is not a spoiler free recap of barbarella <laughs> it's fine. um so like the world's exploding and because duran duran is is losing his mind and then they think their little bed like pod thing 
Um, I'm making shapes with my hand like this isn't a podcast. Um, <laughs> like they're like in this little like this bed that has like this glass case and it starts to like rise out of this like crumbling world. And and the great tyrant's like, it's because like of your innocence. And that's like we're being rejected by the evil of the planet. Like the evil can't take you. And they're sort of like huddled together. It's It's a nice moment. Wait, and then they don't hook up then? No. Yeah. I think that's don't. where it probably was, though. Before. That's my mm-hmm. guess is that's when they had sex. Is in the bubble? In in the innocence bubble? That's like, that's, I don't know. I guess I have to go back and look at those pictures to see if Nothing that Nothing less, but... <laughs> less evil than two women in bed claims <laughs> 1968 film Barbarella. <laughs> yes. Lose uh... that innocence. <laughs> Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. Get 15% back at hundreds of stores, and it's all happening this week, May 6th to May 13th. It's the perfect time to shop for everything on your list for spring and summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. I know I'm using this week to stock up on some warmer weather essentials at Ray-Ban and Ulta, and I love that Rakuten even helps me save on travel at sites like Hotels.com. Rakuten really is the best way to shop, and you can save even more by stacking cash back on top of deals. Plus, during Big Give Week, that cash back is bigger than ever. With Rakuten, membership is free. And when you sign up and shop today, you get an extra 10% cash back boost. That's an extra 10% cash back on top of the 15% cash back. You won't see higher cash back rates than these. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs> so what I what I want to dive into is besides just the like over textual gay parts of Barbarella, mm-hmm. um, I have a lot of thoughts, especially watching it this time around, like with with the thought in my head of like what is gay in here of Mm -hmm. the whole movie being like a not even thinly veiled allegory for sexuality and discovering one's sexuality which doesn't explicitly get gay at any point but i think we can make it gay because that's what we do here (laughs) um barbarella comes from 41st century planet earth where you know the educated non-poor rabble uh, don't have sex anymore. They take a pill and they p- touch their hands together and they exchange intimacy. The first time that she meets the guy who catches children. Uh... <laughs> that is, yeah, that sounds, no, it deserves to sound like that. <laughs> the, like, the child catcher. They're um, evil children, I should at least Chitty clarify. Chitty Bang Bang? 
He does have <laughs> yeah. also a very hairy chest. He, I have a note about his chest hair, <laughs> and I did not write down his name, but I wrote down what I think I should refer to him as, which is dude who lives in the ice and forests of Weir, because I think he says that <laughs> yeah. is a solid, like, 90% of the guy's dialogue. Um, uh-huh. Oh no, the children must remain in the ice and forests of Weir. Ah, me, I've never been to Sogo, I prefer the ice and forests of Weir. So he is the first guy who introduces her to, like, I don't want to have pill sex, um, which pff, isn't that a male sentiment. Uh, he, <laughs> he wants to have uh, good old-fashioned sex the old way, um, which is our first fun cutscene, and we cut to Barbarella, who is just enraptured by what has happened to her just now. Uh, so enraptured that when she meets the angel Pygar in the weird labyrinth that they end up in, and they meet the weird blackguard robots, and kill the blackguard robots, and Pygar's like, ah, they are without fleshy substance, and <laughs> boy does he get a heavy sensual look from Barbarella at that sentence. And they again immediately fall into bed together, in this mm-hmm. case in his bird's nest where angels sleep. <laughs> Everyone with wings is the same, according to Barbarella. Fine. And then when she meets Dildano, which, like, again, this very thinly veiled, just keeps bringing it. Um, and Dildano is like, there's so many times in this movie where someone's like, maybe you, you know, she's like, oh, I'm sure my government could reward you. And they're like, actually, what I want. And she's like, already <laughs> stripping. <laughs> and she's. She's like, oh, sex? Don't mind if I do. Uh, Dildano happens to want to have pill sex, uh, so they <laughs> they do that. But I just think there's something about the awakening realization in Barbarella that there's maybe more out there in the sexual realm than she uh-huh. had experienced up until now. Uh, and what I have written down is that actually when Dildano... You know, she's, like, stripping in, in the control room or, like, the headquarters for him to be like, yeah, let's let's do it. Um, and he's like, no, the pill, the pill. And you just see her face, right, like, drop. And I just wanted, I had this moment where I was like, oh, it's like she, like, realized she was gay. And then it's like, oh, mm. straight sex again. <laughs> Fine. That's, that's sort of beautiful. I love that. <laughs> I guess we can do this. But it's a real journey of discovery, I think. Yeah. You know? Sexual discovery. I mean, there's no reason why in all of the, like, different vignettes, there couldn't be vignettes with lots of different genders and more species. I also, in the idea of, like, how to make Barbarella gay, that's actually, like, something that's, like, on my, like, filmmaker bucket list. Like, as not even as, like, a theoretical thing just that we're talking about now, like, I genuinely think there is so much potential to have, like, a really fun, sexy, queer space adventure. And there have been, like, multiple men who have been trying to remake Barbarella. Like, Robert Rodriguez was trying for a while. Nicholas Winding Ruffin, I think, is still trying. And I'm just, like, hoping that all of their projects crumble. Because I'm like, (laughs) no, when I have the success to get, like, $100 million to make a queer space adventure, you know, in this magical world where that's the thing that happens if you're not the Wachowskis, I want a Barbarella that I, like, it just, it's so obvious to me. Like, it's so obvious, and it has so much potential because, like, 
unlike other movies where you're like, oh, if they just kissed at the end, like, this has, like, even more potential than that. Like, you could have totally new adventures for Barbarella to go on that, like, separate it from the original movie, but, like, are queer. And, I mean, there's even something queer about, like, all the different men she's with, because they're all just so weird, which is, like, not that if a guy's a weird, like, automatically having sex with him is queer, but, like, they're not... They're not, they're not earthlings, you know? So there's, like, something that's always going to be queer about, like, science fiction. Yes. Wait, so when you make this Barbarella reboot, is it a sequel? Is it a remake? What's, like, what's the vision? It's, like, after all this has happened. I know it's, like, based on, like, original, like, on, like, graphic novels, I think, mm-hmm. and I haven't read those. Yeah, it was those. based on, like, a comic, I thought. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't read them. So I'm sure there's, like, but I'm sure there's just, like, stuff in there, right, that, like, yeah. could could make I don't know I haven't spent the time because I'm that is not where I'm at in my career I'm like that is not something I spent like a lot of like specific time thinking about but like since I was I don't know a long time I've been thinking that like oh this this should I mean when I was a kid I was like this should be remade with like whatever actress I was like thirsting over at the time but then like as I like came into my own queerness I was like oh Barbarella should be queer like there's a reason why I was like attached to it as like a closeted queer child it's yes. also funny that they shied away so much from having anything explicit between the Black Queen and Barbarella because they they make literally every woman in the movie like I Jane Fonda up and down so mm-hmm. yeah. overtly like they're eyeing a damn porterhouse steak <laughs> and they haven't eaten in a week. I mean, it's just like it's just funny that they go there so much and then don't go there so much, you know? Like, it's a yeah. weird choice to make. So, yeah, I agree. I mean, I feel like it wouldn't, you wouldn't even have to really change the movie that much to make it, like, explicitly queer in any way. Yeah, just yeah. add a few little extra adventures here and there. Mm-hmm. That's it. So, what would your, what would your new, like, ending be of Barbarella? Ooh. Or do we, are we not there yet? It currently ends with Hygar, the angel, flying away, saving both Barbarella and the Black Queen. And Barbarella's like, why are you saving her? Like, she treated you so poorly. And then he's like, what does he say? It's like... Angels, <laughs> angels have no memory. <laughs> yes, that is the last line of the movie, is angels have no memory. But what would be great is if it ended with them, like, forming, like, you know, like a polycule. Like, you know, yes. they're just like, oh, we're just like... We're just like a throuple and we're just like, we're just going to like live out our days and continue to continue to like pick up other space creatures and add them to our like traveling group of queer people. Yes. That's, that's what I want to see. I love it. Also, sorry, can we talk about Pygar real quick? Because Pygar, <laughs> what a ridiculous character. I love him <laughs> so much. But another important Pygar quote that I want to highlight because... A, an angel doesn't remember or has no memory or whatever, is A+. Plus. <laughs> A+, plus screenwriting. But the other one that I love is when when the Black Queen asks Pygar what he thinks about when he's making love to Barbarella, and he says, an angel doesn't make love, an angel is love. Which, again, I'm going to take as like a deep, <laughs> deep, much more deeply meaningful statement than it probably was intended to be. <laughs> about our our actions and our sexuality and i just think it's very important to remind us all uh since we are 
recording this uh, very close on the heels of uh, Bisexual Visibility Day, although I think it's going to be a while until it comes out. But just a reminder that, you know, it's it's not the love you make that defines you, it's the love you are. So thank you, Pygar. That's, That's so beautiful. deep. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome, everyone, for digging that out of there. Pygar, what a, what a winner. <laughs> so are we still shipping Barbarella and Pygar? And also Barbarella and the Great Tyrant. Are we are we gonna ship all three together? I mean, look, if I could be greedy here and like abandon the entire plot, like I don't need Pygar. Like Pygar has done what Pygar <laughs> needed to do. Like we can we can like just me personally. Like I totally support them if that's what they want to do. But like for me personally, I don't need him there. Mm. I would rather you know like the Black Queen like is you know teaches teaches uh barbarella how to be a little bad and barbarella teaches the black queen how to be a little good so this is like black swan vibes except obviously there's a different but you know the like dark, yeah the dark and the light coming yeah together. if the light had zero anxiety and was just like really um casual about it <laughs> yes. uh okay but before we toss pygar out completely <laughs> do angels even have a gender oh Excellent point. Mm. So, I mean, I'm just saying we're projecting a lot onto poor Pygar. It's <laughs> um, very true. It is very true. <laughs> but Pygar yeah, is non-binary. Put it on a t-shirt. I don't know if we have much textual basis for for angels having gender. I think they're pretty they're pretty fluid. So, and like in 1968, like trans characters were mostly being cast as like by with cis actors. So. Just Very because true. the actor is a man, it doesn't mean anything about the intended gender of Pygar. Especially totally not with that valid. haircut. That haircut That's could go true. anyway. I <laughs> That's mean, really there's... true. There's something very lesbian about Pygar. <laughs> there, yes. really, there really is. Um, He's very I emotional. Agree. I mean, I have a hard time shipping Pygar with Barbarella, mostly because I feel like Pygar gets treated like a glorified helicopter in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I could get behind it if we had, like, super genderqueer, you know non-binary angel representation uh -huh. i could do that <laughs> non-binary <laughs> angel representation i'm feeling more non-binary angels in this world that's <laughs> all do. that's it i think so i'm i'm digging real deep into Barbara i know tonight, i feel like yeah we doing. got it real, deserves it. it it went to places that we didn't expect it to go i love it though yeah it's it's such a campy movie i feel like if you're not gonna try to find stuff that definitely was not necessarily intended to be there like what's even the point what's the point i also do think that when a movie is like so explicitly campy it feels i don't know i don't know what like the right words are exactly but it it feels like a, of a higher quality not that there isn't like some fun stuff that's like accidentally campy but there there's something like <laughs> here's the thing is that like barbarella does not feel i was about to say it doesn't feel cheap which like maybe isn't accurate but <laughs> It's, it, it doesn't feel thoughtless. That's what I'm going to say. It does yes. not feel thoughtless. There's a lot of attention to each of the different worlds, to each of the different characters, even if even if it doesn't have, like, a logical... It's like, why does, why does the Black Queen have this, like, shiny eye patch? Like, I don't know. But, like, she has it, and it's, like, very specific. And, like, all of Barbarella's outfits are amazing. I mean, that's, like... All of the outfits are unbelievable. And, and it just, like... I feel like there's there's a lot of humor that comes from, like, a, a, a really, like, thought place and by thoughtful i don't mean like deep i mean thoughtful yeah. like oh like her the fur that she's given by the the ice man like has a long tail and she's like tripping over it for like a few <laughs> scenes and it's like really funny and and like jane fonda's just like really milking those moments uh, yeah and like just like stuff like that throughout the movie that's like that stuff and the dildado the headquarters falling apart 
jokes that uh-huh. like so Dildano leads the resistance, Ellie, and mm-hmm. um none of their stuff works. So he's constantly trying to like, you know, dismiss someone like, no, take the secret entrance. And then he goes and like pulls a lever and like nothing happens. And he like pulls the lever again and nothing happens. And then he's like, the door. The door. <laughs> and the and the guy just stands there and he's like, the the door. And then he has to like leave through the regular door. And he's just constantly like, you know, like turning we have these lights that show our secret passages and like nothing turns on and he has to like smack it a bunch of times and then like the lights turn on. I mean it's just yeah, it's so it's so campy and it's like it's campy to the point that especially when you're watching this movie from the vantage point of twenty nineteen where you're like, did stuff just actually not work on set? Or no, like just use it. Just use it. <laughs> or was it oh, on so purpose? Funny. Because yeah, I mean it is. It's like it has happens too much for it to not be on purpose but it's just it's very very funny it's like kind of not like laugh out loud funny it's like healthy chuckle at like how ridiculous this movie is making itself be it's great also speaking of dodano after they have their hand sex um also very lesbian hand sex come on come on Um, like come on it's too easy uh, their hair is curled well barbarella's hair is curled like she has like a this like big sort of I don't even know what you'd call it, but like her hairstyle usually is is not it does not have ringlets. And then it's after they teased. have sex, it's very teased. Yeah, after they have sex, like she has ringlets in her hair, and Dildano's hair is like huge, and he's like trying to put it down. It's very funny. <laughs> Weird. It it is yeah. It's a little ridiculous. Um, I'm gonna call that their hand job scene because why not? Yes, I love that. Yes. <laughs> Hand sex. Um, yeah, if we're going to talk about other unintentional, um, you know, obvious things, uh, the fact that the translation device that she has is called a tongue box. <laughs> yep. Sure is. <laughs> Very on the nose. Okay, Barbarella, there we go. <laughs> it's all so gay. Yeah, it's, it's definitely, it's pretty gay. So if we, okay, so our top ship. Uh-huh. We're going to say Barbarella and the, the Black Queen, the, the Great Tyrant. Yes. Yeah. Over Barbarella and Pygar. I think that's fair. I think so. Yeah. There's more sure. chemistry there. Yeah. There really the, there is. The, the Black Queen is, like, way into it. Uh, yeah. Pygar just, you know, he seemed okay about it. He's pretty muted across the board. <laughs> he, he's not a ton <laughs> just, of personality. He's just, yeah. Um, so what would we have our ship name be for Barbarella and the Black Queen? I feel like the Great Tiberella. The great Tiberella. Yeah. Um you have to use Barella. Well yeah, I was thinking like like or I maybe like Queenarella. Mmm. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm not gonna lie, the very first thing I thought of was Blackarella, and then I was like, I feel like that sounds like a Cinderella sketch on the Black Lady Sketch Show. Um, yeah, you can. that I <laughs> that I kinda want them to make, but I don't wanna steal the name from them too soon. So um I say we don't put that one on the table. So, Great Tiberella, Queenarella. Mm. Uh, that was just so fun. What yeah. about Barbie Queen? Ooh, Ooh, okay. All right, all right. Or, like, make it, like, this sounds like, like, queer in so many ways. Just, like, Queen Barb. Like, <laughs> that, you know. <laughs> queen Barb is, like, actually, an, I feel like, an amazing <laughs> drag queen name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Because you always have those, like, drag queens who just have, like, an old woman's name, but they're so perfect. There there have to be drag queens that That have, like, Barbarella-themed, 
like I'm names sure. or out like come on oh yeah barbarella some, is a drag, drag queen, queen in this whole film some drag queen has that fur outfit right yes oh i need to find it i oh i need to find that so bad. no doubt yeah i don't know queen barb i'm kind of feeling that. i like queen barb <gasps> yeah i'm into it i like right. it <laughs> yes all right well i think that means it's time for our q and gay q q q and gay Okay, so Q and Gay, they are either yes or no or multiple choice questions. I really enjoyed writing these for this movie. <laughs> so I'm going to say, let's start it off. Question one, uh, the pill or the old way? The old way. Mm. Mm. It's fair. Don't, don't mean, knock it till you try it. I'm just going <laughs> to the pill. I mean, the pill I mean, did look knows? pretty intense knows? based yeah. on their hair afterwards. You never know. That's true. Mm-hmm. But yeah, probably the old way. Also, there is something like, you know, I don't know, like very like queer and trans about like decentering genitalia and sex. Mm, that is so, very like, true. You know? Oh my God. I wish we had like a whole other hour. We could have just spent <laughs> all, all on that. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot to unpack that. That's it's awesome. But, but you know, I, I, I'd say like, like, it's a, I know it's like a either or question, but like why choose, you know? Yeah. yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, both. Secret both. option both. C, both. There you go. All right, number two. What's the best oddly sensual violence moment? A, the dolls. B, the birds. C, the sex piano. <laughs> wow. Um, oh, God. Okay, so like as a kid, easily the sex piano. I watched that scene many times. It's Did so things long. during it. It was so long. uh, Just to clarify for the listener at home, um, (laughs) Barbara is in this contraption that's like killing her via pleasure. And it's like Duran Duran's playing like a classical music piece on the piano. And it's like making the the machine like give Barbara an orgasm. It's undulating sensually Mm. over her. But she's so sexual that she breaks the machine, that it, like, explodes because it can't kill her. Because there's no pleasure that she can't take. Uh, wait, I'm going to re restate that as mm-hmm. poor Duran Duran, his sex organ just couldn't keep up with Barbarella. <laughs> oh my god, she's been waiting You're for welcome. that. You're welcome. But, uh, okay, <laughs> killed it, really killed great. it, sorry. But Continue. I will say on this viewing, I, I like, the, those other two, like, really stood out to me. And, um, sorry, I'm terrible at these sorts of questions. I've always said <laughs> everything. Um, uh, here's, here's I'm my really, long answer. I'm just enjoying writing these and making Ellie read them, knowing that she hasn't seen, <laughs> uh, seen Barbarella centrally get attacked by flesh-eating dolls, um, or parakeets. Can't wait. I can't <laughs> Both ones tear up her tights, and she has, like, these little, like, blood marks, and it just feels, like, very Jennifer's body, and I just, I love it. It mm. is, but it's also, like, I want to know who directed the, well, I mean, obviously her husband, but I just want to know what the direction <laughs> was that was given, because she's getting eaten by, by like, scary-ass dolls. I mean, they have, it's like, really metal, scary. metal yeah. teeth, and they're, like, and they, they like, clomp, chomp, they, like, really <laughs> aggressively chomp at her. Um, and she's just there, like, standing against a bar going, like, ah, ah, and it's, like, the most ridiculous, and every scene with any violence in the movie is basically that. It's just, like, could you please moan erotically, but, like, fear-based, please? (laughs) And it's kind of great. 
Mm-hmm. Brilliant actress. So, okay, so um, the answer is all of them. Great, I love this. But this no, the is... piano. The piano, definitely. Like, the piano. But I can okay. I can give a clear answer for that. Who doesn't need a good sex piano in their yeah. life? That's all yeah. I'm saying. Uh, okay, question three. I think we covered this, but we also put these up on our Twitter, so we want to get the yes. official everyone's answer. Who does Barbarella belong with? Pygar or the Great Tyrant? The Great Tyrant, because yeah. I always support characters making bad choices. I mean, Pygar's like a better partner, definitely. But, like, I'm always going to root for the person who's, like, shitty and hot. So Sold. There you go. <laughs> shitty and hot for the win. <laughs> All right, number four. What is the most ridiculous form of transport in Barbarella? A, the shag carpet spaceship. B, the stingray sled. C, the tube. Or D, Pygar. <laughs> I feel very clear about this one, and that would be the stingray sled. Because the stingray sled is in the ice world. And so that is how the evil children get around the ice world is via stingray sled. And it's, you just see, this Sorry, just, I believe you mean the ice and forests of Weir, obviously. Yes, excuse me, the yes. ice and forests of Weir. Yeah, how does the stingray move on the ice? Does it freeze to the ice? Does it I, hover <laughs> above the ice? I mean, I mm-hmm. just, it's as much clear. as so... So many parts of the science of Barbarella lose me a little bit. I really need this explained to me. I think they don't understand stingrays. Mm. I think Roger Vadim, if that's how you say his name, duh, don't get stingrays. Just, they 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 just thought it looked cool. Mm-hmm. I like it. Question five, our last question. Mm-hmm. Um, did Jane Fonda make you gay? Yes or, I mean, obviously, yes. Uh, are those my two options? Because yes. <laughs> I mean, obviously, yes. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Only there's yeah. yeah we couldn't there's no other option for that one. I can't yeah, even bring myself gayer. to write no. I mean gayer come on. yes more gay. Yeah, I feel like there was I separate like the like actresses who made me gay into two categories: the ones who like made me gay like in their energy, and the ones who made me gay like in their sexuality. And so I feel like before I discovered Jane Fonda, like Catherine Hepburn was like already like mm. making me gay, like just like as in I don't know in like a in like another sense, and then Jane Fonda. It was like, it was like a sexual, like, this is, wow. Yep. <laughs> that's all to say. Wow. That's, that's all. Wow. And wow. then there's yep. no turning back, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Yeah. Jane Fonda made me gayer today too, so. <laughs> the main takeaway here is Barbarella should have been, been gay. Yeah. Yeah. Easy. Wow. 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 Drew. Thank you so much for joining us for this. This was a delight and what a great, great excuse to rewatch Barbarella uh, on the train with many people probably wondering what weird porno I was watching. <laughs> you're, you're welcome, Bart passengers. Tell uh, tell people where they can find you and what you've got going on. Yeah, um, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at draw underscore Gregory. So my name, but in the present tense, D. D-R-A-W underscore Gregory. Um, and uh, yeah, I like I write for Autostraddle and I'm currently working on a Halloween-related series called Monsters and Mommies that oh is uh, all about queer horror. So um, I, I don't know that. when this is going to come out, but there'll probably at least be like an essay or two and there'll be like five, six total. So Are these obviously queer or like subtext queer like are you gonna do hocus pocus there's nothing that like we have reclaimed it's only stuff that is that like i would say is like an explicitly queer mm. movie even if there's no like actual i don't know even if it is subtextual <laughs> it's, like, knock. all right yeah. <laughs> valid 
Nice. Yes, thank you so much for joining us. And thank you for explaining Barbarella to me. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm I'm so excited for Ellie to uh, take an edible, sit down. I know, I'm like, I needed more time. I needed more time to like really sit down and get like dig into Plus, it. Plus, you're just going to have so much going through your head now. You're going to have mm-hmm. so many things to like, you know, really like dig into. Oh, yeah. This, ana- through, this through all in-depth those analysis. Academic yeah. analysis of Barbarella. Someone out there has done it and I, you know, everyone knows. You all listening know. I want it. Send it to me. Send me your your thesis on Barbarella. Do it. <laughs> Let me hear you say hip, 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 well, yeah. We love hearing from all of you. We love continuing to build this community. And so we like to take an opportunity every week to shout out some of our favorite things every episode. And I want to shout out one of our Twitter followers, Emmanuel. They have been a very active voter in our Should Have Been Gay bracket. (laughs) Thank you for commenting on all of our Should Have Been Gay brackets. We are so sorry. It's been really hard for us, too. And... I am very upset that Pitch Perfect and Captain Marvel are fighting against each other to get into the finals, but how the bracket has turned out is really pitting some strong ones against each other. So thank you for being very responsive with those, and we hope one of your favorites will make it to the top. (laughs) We also want to thank, as always, our Lesbian Jesus patrons, Lizette Stye, Tanya Ferguson, Jess Klaus, Danny Griswold, Michelle Ray Thomas, Sarah and Julia, Nicole Gross, Carrie Ann Lawrence, Mark Foster, Danny Gunlock Timora, Sammy Walsh, Audrey O'Connor, and Wendy K. Bartlett. And of course, we want to thank our King Princesses. We have multiple Kayla Kelly and our favorites, Amy and Ellen, not to be outdone. Ugh, you guys, your our hearts are exploding with joy and we can't handle it and we love you all. Remember, you can also find us on all the social medias, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Les Hangout Pod. You can email us at leshangoutpod at gmail.com. Or check out our website at leshangoutpod.com. Make sure that you subscribe on whatever app you use to listen to podcasts. That way you'll know as soon as new episodes go up every week. We're also still posting some videos on our YouTube channel this season, so make sure you subscribe at youtube.com slash leshangoutpod to catch them. If you want to help support the podcast, there are so many different ways that you can do that. One of them, it's so easy and free. Rate and review us on iTunes. It helps new people find the podcast. You can also join our Patreon at bit.ly slash lespatreon. We have Less Essentials Watch Parties. You can get ad-free episodes. We have bloopers. We have all sorts of good stuff. So make sure you join at bit.ly slash lespatreon. If you want to deck yourself out in some sweet, sweet merch, you can find that at our t public store which is at bit.ly slash les shop you could even pick yourself up like a sweet andro femboy shirt if you like happened to feel like andro femboy was a box maybe that described you accurately i don't know you do you it's such a great shirt i'm so excited to see people rocking it i'm excited to rock mine that's all i know oh yeah and if you want to find us individually, you can find me at Ellie Brigida on Instagram and Twitter. You can find me at LSH Foster on Instagram and Twitter. And with that, I'm Ellie. And I'm Lee. And, and let's, let's hang, hang out, out again soon. soon. Let's hang out. out.